I don't think you needed to hear me, but um, they wanted to be able to record it, so have to go in through here. But um, I wonder if almost everybody would fit in the front, if you're willing. I mean, it's almost like, my instinct is almost like, to put us in a circle, but it probably takes more time to shuffle the chairs around than it's worth. Yeah, maybe just scoot those in, and then if anybody else joins us, we'll just, you know, this, uh, this evening was a spontaneous response, and we had no idea when we put it out there. We know it was needed, but we didn't know if we'd have two people or 20 people (laughs) but we're going to have the perfect number of people you can't hear okay so it needs oh maybe if i turn it down here does that does that work better okay good come on in you can also there's some zabutans here if you want to you can scoot those around the chair. Great. Okay. Well, welcome, everyone. I'm really glad that you came and joined together this evening. Um, We I've been here on the land uh, teaching a retreat up above. And it was, um, it's been very nourishing to be here on the land in the Dharma community um, as what we expected to go a certain way and be a certain way turned out to be different. And so we wanted to offer this evening as an opportunity for those who wanted to have that same support to come and have it. And I guess I want to start by just acknowledging that election night went differently than many of us expected. So there's a, uh, a real surprise element. And it's easy in that situation to almost feel shocked if you were expecting one outcome and the outcome is really different. And I think that has really um, exaggerated the visceral emotional impact for many of us. It's not like, it's sort of the difference between when something, something happens to someone that you love and care about and it's out of the blue and when you're sort of tracking an illness or something that is challenging but you're with it along the way. So this um, surprise element I think is important to acknowledge there's a poem from Mary Oliver, Mary Oliver called The Uses of Sorrow. And she says, Someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. 
It took me years to understand that this, too, was a gift. And I think we've, for some of us, we've just received a box that we do not yet understand or know what to do with. And it was interesting. I went out today, because I've been here, and I went out into town because I just wanted to sort of feel the world. And I think also because it was a day later, one of the things that I noticed was a kind of, it's kind of going on, in a lot of ways kind of the same. And if you didn't, if you didn't know, you might not know. You know, that there's, and there's a real, for me, I felt this real dissonance in that. A sort of like, something has happened. It feels like inside me, but it goes on. The world goes on. And I want to acknowledge that, that both the truth in that and the challenge in that the normalness of everything, and yet the felt sense you may have in you that it's not exactly the same as it was, that you're carrying something different. And we're we're in an unknown territory. It's really important to remember that it's easy at this point in our experience to have a proliferation perhaps based on things said things done but it's easy to have a proliferation of ideas of what is going to happen and the truth is we don't know we don't know and this is the place that our practice can really meet us help us meet that truth. Because our practice is all about realizing that we don't know. We don't know what the next moment's going to bring. We don't know what a few months from now, a year, that that not knowing is the most challenging part of life. And it's the part that our Dharma practice is fundamentally moment by moment acknowledging. That it's the thinking we know, it's the expectations, the ideas that we know what's going to happen next. And then it's that virtual reality that isn't the one that's happening that causes us immense suffering. And so to create the virtual reality before it's even here is to really create a lot of suffering. And interestingly, if we are busy creating a reality that isn't here, then we don't have our attention available in the present moment to respond to what's here. We have this idea that if we are constantly you know, figuring out what might happen or in resistance to the way things are, that then we'll be able, be more prepared, you know, to to stand up, to, 
to know what to do. But actually, then we're caught in our minds. We're caught in different ideas. We're caught in conceptualization. It's by dropping some of that, by being really in our hearts, in our bellies, in connection with each other here in the present moment that we can find and connect with our true responsiveness. And I think this is so important because sometimes in our practice, in this Buddhist practice, we can get confused that, and as I, I, um, as we'll really bring in this evening, we are not here to stop our emotions. We are not here to um, eliminate or to somehow discount the response that you are having. It is real. That response is important. But it's the getting caught in all the ideas and conceptualizations instead of what's really here that gets us stuck, that causes us excessive suffering, that causes us to lose our responsiveness, our connection to our hearts, and our connections to each other. One of the things that I think um, about the 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 way the election went and whatever. And actually, let me say something else first, is that you may notice this evening, and I will continue and I'll invite you into this, is that I'm going to stay out of a lot of content, a lot of views and opinions. One thing that's important to realize, even though we're all here because there's something of concern, but all of our opinions and views are all different. And they're, and part of what this is all about, something that we have to come, is really acknowledging that there's a huge range of views and opinions. And how do we come into an experience that is below that, that gives us access to our hearts, gives us access to responsiveness. Love only, hatred does not cease by hatred. By love alone is pain and divisiveness and hatred healed. So one of the things I want to acknowledge that I think is important is that the that the election of this surprise election result, I think for many of us may have triggered all sorts of underlying concerns, fears. um, In other words, pre-existing places of um, anxiety, trauma, challenge. There's, and so there's like been this trigger now that is uh, probably brought those back up to the surface. And I think that's very important to acknowledge that this is, for many of us, um, 
for many people in different ways. And you've seen it, you know, we've seen it in the news, but a cult, that old trauma of various sorts can be re, um, sort of resurface from outside conditions that aren't necessarily the same, but still it comes up. So I want to acknowledge that because it's important to recognize that because sometimes you may have the response that, God, the pain that I'm feeling, the particular emotion seems maybe out of proportion or bigger or feels more personal. And why does this feel so personal to me? Because we all carry our history. We all carry all sorts of past experiences that may have received a trigger from the current events. So I really want to acknowledge that. One of the things that is very important in this is, and I'll speak to it some, is emotion. That emotions are the way our um, sensitive systems process, acknowledge, work through the conditions of the world. You know, that's, we are very sensitive, vulnerable beings. And emotion is our way of receiving that and working it through us. They are not something like that our practice is going to take out from under us or that we're trying to remove. Emotions are an inc- a source of wisdom. A, a, and in emotion, there is often great wisdom and great power. And to be in contact with our emotions is not to... Uh, be less in any way. One of the challenges in our world, and um, for many of us in our growing up, is that we were given two options in emotion. One option was to suppress it, which probably, depending on your background, there were certain emotions that were not given permission that you suppressed, and certain emotions that were okay. You know, I can think of in my family the emotion of anger as I witnessed it. um, Well, I would say certain emotions like sadness and stuff were not really acceptable, but um, anger as displayed was unacceptable to me. So the other option was repression. So there's sort of like we have sometimes the repression or the unskillful acting out. That these are the two, sort of in our world, we kind of often oscillate between these two ends. That, well, if I feel emotion, then it's kind of explosive and I'm unskillful and that sort of thing. Or, put a lid on it, don't feel it. And I think this is the challenge, like right now, the is an emotional time for many people and how do we meet the emotion in this middle ground the middle ground of acknowledging being with experiencing our emotions process uh, uh, 
coming in contact with it in such a way that it brings us the capacity to respond, that it brings us wisdom. And it's very possible that, you know, in the coming months and years, there will be a need to respond, that just like there has been. Nothing is changing in that way. We need to be able to respond in our world and to be an active responder. I liked um, uh, Hillary mentioned in her acceptance speech that, you know, we need to be prepared to show up, not every four years, but on a regular basis. And that has always been true. Nothing is changing around that. And the question is, how do we receive, acknowledge, connect with our emotions so that the wisdom in them comes through? So as Joanna Macy says, the anger transforms into fierce compassion. That we the... Um, confusion transforms into discernment. That this is the place of our practice. And if we push away our emotions, if we don't give them the space that they deserve, then we are not giving ourselves the opportunity to get all the way to the nuggets to the truth, to the wisdom that is in there. Trusting our bodies, trusting our emotions. I want to read you a little writing from a friend of mine and writer that you may know. She's a wonderful writer, Terry Tempest Williams. So she wrote this uh, yesterday morning. It is morning... I am mourning, and the river is before me. The land holds us still. Let us pause and listen and gather our strength with grace and move forward like water in all its manifestation, flat water, white water, rapids and eddies, and flood this country with an integrity of purpose and patience and persistence capable of cracking stone. I am a writer without words who continues to believe in the vitality of the struggle. Let us hold each other close and be kind. Let us gather together and break bread. Let us trust that what is required of us next will become clear in time. What has been hidden is now exposed. This river, this morning, this moment, may we be brave enough to feel it deeply. So what I'd like to do is lead us in a guided meditation and invite us in this meditation to contact our experience fully, deeply. So if you're comfortable where you are, be there. If you'd like to sit on a cushion. And 
for this meditation, I'd also like to invite, if you have had a long day and you'd like to pull out a cushion and lay down on it, I want. I would like to give you permission to do that. That may be the nourishment that your body needs. There's plenty of zabutons over there. So let yourself come into a comfortable posture. Feel your feet or legs on the ground. Allow yourself to feel the heaviness of your body, the weight of it. Feel your torso in contact with the, the cushion or the seat. Feel the hardness of your bones. And let this hardness of your bones, this weight of your bones, weight you down into connection with the earth. Allow yourself to feel earth sitting on earth, settling and connecting. And let yourself feel the earth below us, vast, dense, abundant. This earth we are part of, This is our home, this earth. Let this connection to the earth be your ground. Know this to be home. You can feel it spreading out from under us out to this land around the trees and the other beings and the meadows and the hills. And allowing yourself to scan through your body briefly, I'll guide you. And as you do this, I invite you to find any relaxation, any ease that is there and available for you. So beginning with your feet, feeling them in contact with the ground in whatever position they are in. Letting your attention be in the felt sense of your feet. And then coming into your ankles. 
Feeling your lower legs. Feeling your knees. And noticing as you move up if there's any tension that might naturally just flow out of you into this earth. The earth will receive it. Coming up into your upper legs. Feeling all inside your upper legs, the bones and the flesh, the muscles. And then coming up into the lower torso, into the pelvis area, the bowl of the pelvis. Letting yourself feel the viscera inside settle deep into the pelvis. Feel the sits bones contacting. Letting this lower belly soften. Coming up into the mid-belly area. And into the upper belly. Letting this whole lowered part of our torso soften. Connect with the ground. Coming up into the lung area. Letting yourself perhaps take a few deep breaths and on the exhale, letting yourself settle a little more. Letting the shoulders soften. Feeling the arms. 
feeling your hands. And then allowing yourself to feel the neck and the surface of the scalp. And coming around and feeling the area of the eyes, softening around the eyes, letting the eyes themselves rest in their sockets. Letting the jaw soften. And then once again, taking in the whole of your body, sitting here, feeling the contact with the ground. Then beginning to allow yourself to really attend to what else is here, what emotion and mood. And recognizing as you do this that the emotion and mood is present in your body. And see if you can notice the felt sense, the experiences, the sensations in your body. And notice when you go up into your head and start to proliferate ideas or thoughts. It'll happen. But then gently allow yourself to come and feel your experience in the body. Realizing everything is acceptable. There's no particular experience that you should be having. You may notice as you start feeling that there's fear or anger or just simply a contraction of the heart. Perhaps there's sadness and pressure in the eyes. You might notice if there's resistance to feeling what is present for you. And you can include that. There may be some strategy of resistance because it feels like too much. 
and allow yourself to gently feel the resistance. And as we do this, as you sense in, I'm going to walk us through a process summed up in an acronym RAIN. You may know this, but it can be such a great resource. So as you feel in and feel the impact of the last couple days, I invite you first to simply recognize. This is the R in RAIN, to recognize what is here. Recognize perhaps what you've been carrying around with you, the impact, the visceral feeling in your body. And at this moment, it might be, you might have had experience of waves of of different things coming and going. And you don't need to have them all or bring them all here right now. Notice what is here now. Perhaps a certain wave or perhaps many waves, flavors are here. Allow yourself to recognize And in this recognition, we're also moving into the A in RAIN, which is allowing, accepting and allowing. Not trying to make it other than it is. Not trying to fix it, make it go away. This is a quality of really settling back and being willing. I'm willing to be with my experience. I trust and value the truth as I'm experiencing it. And notice as you try, as you move into this allowing and accepting any place that there's resistance. Any idea that this isn't the one I want to feel. Watch for any sense of sort of, hmm, sort of spiritual, trying to be spiritual or good. That some idea that your experience isn't the right one. And if you see that, just notice it and see if with that understanding you can move into the experience itself.
There's no right, there's no wrong. There's space for all. And as you do this, you'll naturally move into the I in rain, intimacy, to become more and more connected and intimate to your experience, feeling it wherever it shows up in your body, perhaps in your heart center, perhaps in your belly, perhaps in an antsiness in your body, perhaps in a heaviness. Notice if you're worried or you're anxious, what is the felt experience of that? If you're angry or sad, how does it exactly show up? Let yourself touch into it. And sometimes as we do this, you may find that your experience becomes more intense, stronger. This is okay. This is in fact a good thing. as we give ourselves permission. Here we're creating this sacred space to allow ourselves to fully feel what's here. might find some increasing clarity, some sense of the anger morphing into hurt or sadness or a feeling of not being safe. You may also just feel a confusion in your system. Notice what is there. There may be numbness. And in which case, let yourself feel the numbness. How do you know this numbness? Disconnect. How is this known? And this last aspect of being with our emotion is the non-identification. This is the end. This is the 
willingness to be with our experience completely without defining ourselves that way, realizing that it's coming and it's going, and that just because you experience anger or hurt or fear doesn't lock you into that. It does not define you. This will not be your permanent state. To allow it to be felt completely is not to limit you. By allowing ourselves to feel, know, welcome completely, we allow our experience to be known and to flow through. I'd like to invite you now to see if as you feel into this kaleidoscope of experience, see if you can coalesce it just for a moment, knowing that it is not sum-uppable, but just for a moment in this moment, see if you can find one word or two words that is are right here on the surface for you, your experience in this moment, your response. And I want to invite you, if you would like, We'll just spontaneously, whoever would like to say it, say this one word or two words. And say it in just a moment. And just then we'll just leave a little pause. And you can just see if what someone else's experience, what their summary is, how that resonates for you. Both letting it resonate in you and acknowledging and hearing it in another. And then we'll just leave space, and then if someone else has a word or experience that they would like to share. So we'll stay in meditation. You can stay with your eyes closed. And just allow us to share and feel what's here in the room with us. So anybody, when they're ready, Here first, what did 
Somebody said something over here. Surrender. And over here, I heard something. I think I heard vulnerability. Yeah. Mm hmm. Can you say it again for us? Sadness. Sadness. Yeah. So acknowledging what you're, what's here and what you're feeling. Knowing that this is what's true and this has value and is real and has wisdom in it. This is your responsiveness. This is your connection. to the truth of this moment. So I'd like us to do a little bit of sharing together from this place. We won't, we won't end here, but I think it's really important that we stay in contact with this truth that's here in us. So I'd like to suggest you f- form into groups of about four people And then I'll give you a little bit more instruction. If what you're feeling inside, you really, it's going to be, I'm going to guide this very carefully, you know, and precisely, so you don't need to um, worry that you're about to get into an extended conversation about views and things like that. But this is an opportunity to share a little bit more what's, present for you. If you don't want to do that at all, it's fine to just stay seated. There's no requirement here. But it's often very um, supportive 
to say out loud our experience, to allow ourselves to own it and to be in it. So I invite you to form up groups of about four and let's see how that works out in terms of groups. How's it working? Can can one of you in this group of five join with a couple people over there? And if in that group of four right there, instead of being five, could one does one of you mind joining with one of the other groups? That's fine. If you have three, I was just it'll be a little easier if there's not groups of five, then everybody'll have more chance. Thank you. So just for just say go around and say your names so that you have the names and then um, come back into silence and I'll give you a little more instruction. So go ahead and go around and say your names so that you have them. Okay, so go ahead now and come into silence and go ahead and close your eyes and feel back in to your experience, to what has been elicited for you. And I'm going to be inviting you in a moment, one at a time, and I'll time it, to share your experience and this is your, your emotional, felt sense, visceral experience, not your views and opinions. And part of the importance of the, in this is to really let yourself drop below. That's one of the things that we often don't get a chance to do when we're talking to people in our regular lives about what's happening. We often go into the intellect. And this is an opportunity and a place to let yourself stay connected with your body and with your emotional response. So you might have name a particular emotion. You might feel it a particular way in your body, a contraction, an antsiness. You might feel it as energy, as tightness, as stress. Be as detailed about your experience in this present moment as you can. And notice if sometimes it's uncomfortable and you don't really want to do that and you want to go into views and opinions. That'll happen. Views and opinions and getting all caught up in the story is one of the ways we surprisingly protect ourselves from the immediacy and the discomfort of our true feelings. So I'd like to suggest maybe that the person closest to me goes first. 
But if that person really doesn't want to, then go around to the clockwise, to the first person, to the next person. Just I'm doing that to make it easy to choose someone, but not to put someone on the spot if they really don't want to. So now that person knows who they are. And what I'll do is I'll ring the bell, and that person will just share. And everyone else will listen and be available and present to the person that's speaking. And then in just, just for two minutes, and then I'll ring the bell. Okay? Okay, so the first person can go ahead and share. That's the bell for the first person to end. And let's just go back into silence for a moment and let that person's expression settle. So go ahead and come into silence for a moment and then we'll go up to the second person in just a moment. And if you're listening, you can feel how listening impacted you. And if you were talking, you can feel how talking and sharing it impacted you. So we'll go around clockwise and the second person now can share.
So going ahead and coming back. If you're talking, go ahead and finish your sentences. No, no. And this is a good time after a couple people have gone to notice the difference. Notice where you've been in contact if you've been speaking or listening with the emotional experience and where you go into story and ideas about what is going to happen or might happen and and feeling the seeing if you can recognize the immediate felt sense and allowing yourself to really sit in that moment in this moment So the next person can begin to describe their present moment experience. Allowing yourself to settle into the silence again. Coming back into intimate contact with your experience. Again and again. Coming back to your direct experience.
Then we'll have the fourth person go ahead. And if you're in a group of three, then if there's somebody who has something else to say, they can. But otherwise, you can just sit together. So fourth person can go ahead. So go ahead and thank your partners for sharing and go ahead and come back to your seat. read you a poem, another poem from Mary Oliver, and then we'll move into another short meditation. This is called Heavy by Mary Oliver. That time I thought I could not get any closer to grief without dying, I went closer, and I did not die. Surely God had his hands in this, as well as friends. Still I was bent, and my laughter, as the poets said, was nowhere to be found. Then said my friend Daniel, brave even among lions, It's not the weight you carry, but how you carry it. Books, bricks, grief, it's all in the way. You embrace it, balance it, carry it. When you cannot and would not 
put it down. So I went practicing. Have you noticed? Have you heard the laughter that comes now and again out of my startled mouth? How I linger to admire, admire, admire the things of this world that are kind and maybe also troubled. Roses in the wind, the sea geese on the steep waves, a love to which there is no reply. So let's sit again a little. And once again, feeling ourselves in contact with the ground. Feel the earth below you. Feel earth sitting on earth. And now also feel sitting here on earth together, perhaps aware specifically of the smaller group, aware of the words that were spoken in the larger group, feeling sitting here together. And realizing that the breath we breathe, we all share in this breath. The earth we're part of, we all share in being part of this earth. The trees breathe, we breathe. The algae, the birds. The breath moves through all of us. Feeling our breath. Feeling again our earth our earthiness, our earth on earth, and knowing too that all of us come from the earth. All of us will return. So too the trees and the birds, all the people everywhere, all the beings. There is nothing left out of this. We are all in this together. We can see and feel sometimes this idea, this movement, that there's some other someone on some other side, someone somehow not included. 
ourselves or someone else. But we know this is a figment of our imagination, an expression of our confusion and others' confusion. Feel the breath, feel the earth, knowing that any distance, any separation is an illusion. A story in our mind. Sense also into your heart that knows this. Perhaps even you might sense that it's the heart that knows this, that feels the pain. The goodness in our hearts feels our connection. Feels the suffering of others. And knows, understands the truth that no one, no being, no aliveness is left out. as you feel and recognize this in whatever way it is present for you right now feel in and recognize when you feel and know this connectedness what does it tell you about how You would like to meet what's happening, what will happen, what is here. Coming from this truth of connection and goodness in your own heart. Knowing nothing is excluded. And just as we did before. When you feel ready, offering a word, that sums up your, what you're ready or would like to be ready to meet the world from this place of full-hearted understanding of the interconnection of all of us. And every courage. Empathy. 
resilience. Creativity. Understanding. Compassion. Strength. Forgiveness. Peace. Love. Faith. Trust. Sangha, family, Family. so allowing yourself to take in all of these words, feeling the resonance in yourself. Perhaps you might feel the connection between the depth of your feeling and the truth of these words, that they exist together, not separate. This wisdom comes from the same place as the challenge, the emotion, pain. Both are true. And allowing yourself to rest in your heart center Settling back and softening. And acknowledging the possibilities, the strength of your heart of your responsiveness, your capacity, of our strength and capacity and open-heartedness collectively. That so much is possible.
rest in this, in this truth. So I'd like us to take a few minutes because this movement that we can feel in us, this possibility of responsiveness and meeting the moment and meeting and coming into the world from this full-hearted place that does not discount the emotion that we were feeling. It actually grows out of it. But it's the transformation that often is so difficult for us in the moment. And I think we all have wisdom that we carry about that, be, that ability to connect with our own hearts and to come to that place that is real and responsive. This responding from the... The, from the fullness of our Dharma understanding of the big view, not isolating into ourselves, getting lost in our heads and our stories. And what I'd like to invite us to do is maybe just as, ask different people to share what helps them. What is it? Like I can name for me sometimes going out and just putting my hand on a tree. There's something about that for me allows me to remember the big picture and feel connected without diminishing the breadth and complexity of my experience, but reconnects me to my heart. I'd be curious if some people might be willing to share what helps them, what helps them access the wisdom that they have. Thomas is offered to walk around and give you the mic so that you don't have to. Anybody want to share? I know we all do this. I live by the water and it helps me in, especially when I'm feeling in a kind of dark to go just walking by the water, watching the birds bounce up in, in the water and fly away and just being by the water. Yeah. Thank See. you. Yeah. Thank you. There's somebody there too. Um, lying on the ground helps me under a tree and at first I'll, I'll think I don't want to do it and then I'll make myself stay for like about 10 or 15 minutes and my body will completely calm down. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Uh, the sky. The sky. And usually um, <clears throat> kind of catches me by surprise. I don't plan to look at it, but it, you know, finds me and uh-huh. I drop in. Yeah. The vastness yeah. of the sky. Yeah. yeah. Gives us a big view, doesn't it? Yeah. The big view. Sometimes we really need the big view. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I just... Um, not long ago moved here from New Mexico where it's really quite vast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. These are all wonderful. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm driving, especially the last couple of days, I'll look at like animals that I'll see and think like they have no idea. <laughs> you know, like they're still here. Nothing has changed. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it helps me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Thomas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, being out in nature helps me um, either going outside for a walk or going for a long bike ride, um, seeing the natural beauty around us. Um, today I saw the moon in the early evening and it was so beautiful. It just looks so round and that helps a lot. Thank you. I think there's another one out there. Maybe somebody can describe it. We're kind of doing it right now. <laughs> Connecting with other people who um, are feeling or, or who are empathetic and uh, mm-hmm. what we're doing here. And I was at a gathering last night as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, just realizing that even though we're suffering or not suffering alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awakening compassion in us. Thank you. I think just um, doing the meditations that we just did, um, it's not something I do as a regular practice, but I can see from just doing it tonight that it's something that could be a, a go-to for me um, and especially uh, with the thought that all of the specific worries and concerns, the ideas in in specific form are kind of off limits. <laughs> and really to be thinking how, how you're feeling internally and trying to explain that to yourself. And that's something that's not easy for me to verbalize or easy for me to get in touch with. And it's enough work for me just to do that but that in itself for me is a distraction from all of that overwhelm that comes from all the specific you know worries that are accumulate and proliferate as you say yeah great thank you so we're coming okay one last one yeah that's good 
had, uh, I think the most effective tool that I've had is something like with the animals, but it's more coming into myself and like having my cup of tea and picking up my mail and realizing it's the same in this moment. And it's here. Great. Thank you. Thank you all for sharing. And thank you for sharing with each other and with us as a group. And I'm really glad that we're all here together. So I'd like us to end this evening. We'll do a ending meditation together. So once again, finding your ground. And allowing yourself to feel your own goodness. Feel the sincerity that brought you here this evening. Feeling how much you care and that this caring is a beautiful thing. Resting in your own warmth, your compassion and kindness, knowing that all of these are here. And that this flows from you. Flows from you out into the world. It couldn't be otherwise. And this love that you feel, this care, this capacity to feel your own heart, this is what the world needs so much. And you carry it within you. And you share it. And I invite you now to let your heart radiate out Touching as it goes first your own body, your own heart and mind. Allowing yourself to love this goodness and aliveness that is you. And letting it radiate out from you to those around you. Offering your care and compassion to everyone here in this room, feeling their goodness, and allowing yourself to feel the love that is radiating out towards you as well from everyone else.
together sitting in this field of compassion and care. And letting us all together radiate it out of this room, feeling it be amplified and supported by this beautiful land. Letting it touch all the other beings on this land, the people and the deer and the turkeys and the birds. And radiating out in all directions from here, knowing that as it goes out, it touches innumerable beings. They too have love and care and compassion in their hearts. They are not so different than us. Letting this love and care touch those you know and those you don't know. Those who may have the same opinions as you and those who may have different ones. Sending loving kindness to all the beings of this world. The human beings, the animals of the land, of the ocean and the sky. Spreading out in all directions, near and far. Leaving none out. And offering our good hearts, our practice, our care and compassion to all beings everywhere to whom we are so intimately and inseparably connected in the coming moments and days and years. May all beings move towards happiness, towards peace, towards knowing the goodness in their own hearts. May we all have freedom and share in the love of being part of this one large interconnected and beautiful aliveness.
Thank you all very much for coming tonight. And I feel like we were holding space for many others who couldn't be here. And it's important that we were all here. So thank you for making the effort. Glad to be together with you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed to continue these offerings, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.